We are remaining boa. Step away from the mundane and let's talk about everything and nothing. Remember, just vibe. The king of all herbs? <laughs> seven benevolent elephants. No, there's not seven. It's 11 benevolent. Why 11 can't... elephants with elements. How come it can't be seven? I mean, seven's my lucky number, but originally there was 11, and there can't be less than there was. No, there can't be. There has to be, there has to be a certain number of elephants day, but, in order for know. it to work correctly. I mean, nobody can kill a benevolent element elephant. No. Well, good morning from the remaining Bawa podcast. Uh, today is January 15th. Chris is the king, royal with a scepter of all herbs. Yes, and Sean is one of yes. the peasants. Peasant herbs. <laughs> okay, so uh, today we have a super controversial guest today. He is works in law enforcement. Um, we're going to call him uh, Officer, Officer D., <laughs> yeah, he's also part of the LGBTQ. Uh, 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 what do they call that? Um, the social setting. I don't know. What do we? What do we get? The group. I would say, right? Yes, I would say it's the it's piece part of that group. And um, and what we're gonna do is today we have some great topics we're gonna go over. Uh, he's uh, sitting here in the studio with me on this side. And we're going to have him uh, be able to go ahead and make his own opinions on some of the stuff we're talking about. We're going to get some some super cool, uh, 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 I guess, uh, comments on his side on things that we're going to talk about today. Um, um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, guys. So I'm Officer D. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher obviously uh, introduced me by that but um my, my name is christian also so it's very confusing with uh my cousin so yeah <laughs> so, I, officer d bro <laughs> i've been working in law enforcement for just under a year um it's a great profession <laughs> um it's a great profession it's it's something that a lot of people don't have a good understanding of but I hope with what we're going to be talking about today, there's going to be a little bit more like understanding of you know how, you how, 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 how we, why everyone hates you why, people why 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 people, <laughs> why, why people believe that we're herbs and you know <laughs> but we're straight vibing on some stuff. That was fun. That was fun. Okay. So um, I had I actually asked for the first time um, one of our uh, one of our guests to actually come up with their own topics to bring in as well. Uh, so we have some some pretty cool stuff he wants to talk about. We're gonna start off with uh, with something that's kind of pertaining to to our guest, which is our first time dealing with cops mm-hmm. and what that was like. Oh, that's ironic. <laughs> 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 It was planned. You're walking into a trap. Planned Paranoid? Yes, no, not Planned Paranoid. We're going to trap your ass. We're going to figure out what you guys think like. So Why do you like, sound so malicious right now, Chris? I don't know. I just do. Maybe I'm, but I'm not trying to be. He didn't put on deodorants. So that's why. <laughs> yes, it smells stinky, which is why uh, we're trying to be hilarious over here. Okay, 
So uh, I'm gonna start with me. Uh, I'm trying to think about my first time dealing with law enforcement. Probably has to be at the age of ooh. Okay, what are we talking about as far as like what? what well, not necessarily like the first time you got arrested. Just the first time you ever ever dealt with cop. Yeah, positive, negative interactions. Like, I would say the first time I ever dealt with with police was when I was like skipping as a kid tough skipping school as a kid uh you guys would like drive up and down the roads and i was like trying to like avoid them and like all just like like let me appear older so that they not you know (laughs) exactly like trying to avoid at all costs you guys being able to like yoke me up and like ruin my day and you failed at that yes no there was a couple times where y'all ruined my day i'm not gonna lie and ow what who did <laughs> neil just fucked me up you what the cat your cat yeah yeah, yeah. okay so yeah. that's probably my first my first like serious i would have to say like interaction with a police officer probably has to be the first time i got like put into like jail which was really bad which was like i was drunk crashed my car in my neighborhood ran out of my car away away from away from the car and then i ended up getting like arrested inside the neighborhood like in my house you guys like blew the door down and like yoked me out of my crib that's probably the the straight cheeks bro. yes yes dude i got straight <laughs> i got straight up roped up um and that was probably the first time i actually like got arrested and like thrown in jail um which was really bad Damn. What about you, Sean? When was your first time dealing with a police officer? Um, my first, first time ever dealing with them. I was like 11 and I was with some older kids in the neighborhood. And um, I lived out west at that time. So we went with our bikes over by Western High School and we were just being little assholes. There was like a, I don't know, there was a sport event at the school. So there was a bunch of people parked at the school like at night in the back parking lot. And it was like behind our neighborhood. So we took a whole bunch of rocks and we were just like throwing them over the um, fence and shit onto the cars, like being little assholes. But um, then after doing that for a little bit, cops came and like we all went different directions on our bikes and there was some there was some older kids but nobody like over 18 and then there was like some younger um couple of us that were younger but you know we scattered in different directions and um i actually took the bike and i was behind some house and i was like clear and i should have like stayed there oh yeah we were also also another thing is we were doing besides the rocks uh, we had already gone through the neighborhood and I lived in like the hood. So people's mailbox weren't like actually mailboxes. There were just like three cinder blocks with like a yeah. mailbox on top. Yeah, so yeah. like we went through the neighborhood with bats and we were knocking over all the mailboxes, probably like, you know, 20 of them or something like that. And then we went and did the, the um, throwing the rocks. So like I was hiding behind the house, some house, and I should have stayed there and they wouldn't have found me, but I was like, all right, I'm cool. And then I like came out and then they found like a couple of us and the cops um, were asking us questions about what we did. And we were like right on the street where we had knocked down the mailboxes. And like I said, I was like 11. And the cops were like, 
And I think that they weren't actually going to do it anyway. They were just trying to get us uh, a little bit scared. But they said that they were going to flip a quarter, a coin, and if it landed on heads, we would go to jail. If it landed on tails, we wouldn't. So I don't know what it landed on. I don't think they were going to go to take us to jail. But, you know, he said it landed on whatever. You guys aren't going to jail. He's like, but what you need to do is on this street that you guys knocked down all the mailboxes, you guys have to go and like put the mailboxes back up. So we walked down the street a little bit. We put like three or four mailboxes back up and then we got on our bikes and dipped away from them. Um, (laughs) But, but, uh, you know, they already had asked our names and shit like that. So like they dipped away from us and then like an hour later or something like that, I like went home. And then like the cops had come to my house and they didn't arrest me or anything, just like told our parents like what we did and shit. And then you got an ass whooping. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it was the and then it was like the serious like issue at home and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought I was straight. I thought I was straight. I was like, shoot, I'm I'm fine. I like got home. I was home for like 10 minutes. My mom's like, where where were you? I'm like, nah, I'm chilling. I don't know. And then like 10 minutes later, like I heard the knock on the door. So Bro, and that was the first time. There were many your, times. Your booty <laughs> but was that time, raw at the end of that night, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can already yeah. tell, bro. Like, straight, like, you know, redness. So tell me. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Christian, what was your first interaction with the law enforcement? <laughs> yeah, yeah, before you were a so, cop. So Have you ever been arrested? So, I'm, I'm, no, I've never been arrested. Um, <laughs> so there's, like, two interactions I've had, obviously, you know, with SR. O's or SRDs. What is that? Which are school resource officers or school resource deputies. Um, <laughs> I actually guessed that. Now that you say that, I guess my first time really. No, because this was that. That was my second time. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like. But I feel like everyone has that interaction. But like that's whenever I started to be like, yo, like this deputy was cool. School, he was like school resource you know, officer. School resource officer. <laughs> you know, but he was a cool deputy. Um, back in middle school, um, I really enjoyed him. He was. He was a pretty vibing out guy. Um, that was my first interaction with like actually a cop. And then like I was doing the wrong thing when I was 17, right? You were you were being a bad so boy. I was being a bad boy. <laughs> so, and there was a whole incident on it. And basically, you know, my cousin, uh, not not Chris, but another one of my cousins who lived in the area at the time. Um, you know, he was like, oh, let's go smoke weed, man. And then, like, the cops were in, like, an undercover GMC, bro. I know. Straight, like, $2,000 GMC, bro, that they picked out. They were like, yeah, we're going to use this for, like, an undercover. Oh, you know, man. Straight, straight flex on it, bro. I got pulled out on, like, a $200 the door, the flashlight, bro, and I was like, yo, what is happening right now, bro? And long story short, they, because obviously my cousin was older than me. I was 17. They, they gave him, like, a notice to appear um for obviously having weed in the car this was obviously like many years ago yeah um and yeah they were like all right well uh don't do this again and uh go home and bro the rest of the night bro i was like dude i swear if they <laughs> run up on my crib bro and like, my dad finds out bro i was gonna have like a whole forearm up my ass bro yeah like, i know see him, bro. yeah deal, bro. <laughs> he would have oh, killed me Oh my god. Would have to rest my That's crazy that though. Because now now that you mentioned the resource officer thing, like my second time I was probably like 13 and I had bought 10 hits of acid from this kid at the at the bike rack. So it was like the far away from the action. Yeah. 
bro. Yeah, yeah, but check it out. So the, the bike rack was actually. So this was before there was like cameras like everywhere, everywhere. So there was cameras on the building, but they really couldn't see clearly in the bike rack. But they showed me the video and everything. Like I and I remember I bought it from him and I dropped it on the floor and I picked it up and like finished the thing and I like went to my classes and then like I found out that they were gonna like look for me. Like I had people like tell me like in school and I took the acid and I taped it to the top of a locker in the in the gym. And then I like left PE and I went to like a couple classes and then I, then they called me out to search me, right? They didn't find anything. And then they put me in IS, but like they didn't so they escort me. They didn't. So, so let me just straight. They, they put you yeah. straight in suspension without having anything. They were like, all right, well, since we they had, they had proof of, you know, they had proof of me doing something on video though. Yeah, they had proof of them doing something on video, but they didn't have any. Evidence. But did they really? Yes. But did they really? Well, don't? they showed me like, the video. Like, no, they, you know, like, you're right. They didn't because it's like, just me. I, like, somebody, like, I mean, from my experience of seeing video surveillance, yeah, in the last two years, it's like you only see the 1080p's, right? Yeah. Like now. Yeah. But it's like yeah. back then. Back, back whenever, even when I was in middle school, Sean's older than me. I'm like, bro, it would have been like, like. You know, like three grainy CCTV, CCTV, black and white, grainy. You know, grainy yeah, no, you're right. On the lens and everything, bro. It's like, well, you, you can, can see us like, interacting, but you can't is. see like what it is. Yeah, because sure. here's the thing too with with a lot of officers is people don't know us. We can lie to people, right? Oh, so, sir. Like, I bluff people all the time, and they just tell me. Everything. How is that even like a thing? You guys can lie. We can't lie about evidence, but we can. But if someone's alleging something, and then I go over, I'm like, hey, why did you punch this person? Like, they would be like, oh, well, you see, oh. Yeah. And then next thing it's like, oh, so a confession, you know? And, and you can lie to the cops, but and, you can't lie to and, the feds. And, and, yeah. and again, this isn't legal advice I'm giving, because I'm not yeah, like, you know, this like bar certified, like herb, right? So, <laughs> but, you know, in the event of, a cop talking to you, you know, you don't have to be Red Miranda. And that, that's the one thing people don't understand is that they're like, oh, I haven't been Red Miranda, right? So she's going to get thrown out. I'm like, dude, do you know how many people have arrested without having to read the Miranda rights? Because there's requirements. Dude, that's so messed up. Yeah, there's requirements to Miranda. So it's like, do you feel like you're free to go? If I'm talking to you in your house, you don't you don't have this expectation of I'm not free to go, yeah. right? If I'm just vibing out with you, because that's how we brought, you know, how I'm talking to you is how I talk to other people, yeah. right? I'm like, yo, like, you know, what's up, bro? Tell me what's happening, bro. What's popping? Why am I here? You know? You know, at it, this point, I like don't really do anything that I need to worry about anymore. But like, I've just gotten to the point where just like, I don't talk to them. Yeah, that's what, like, that's what I was Like, you know, like I have, like my brother is a firefighter. My brother is battalion chief. My old neighbor was a homicide detective. I know plenty of cops and I'm cool with them. But I mean, like in that setting, if a cop's coming to like talk yeah. to me in a situation, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, because it's like, you don't know what other people are saying. Well, that's like, that's yeah. one of the arguments I talked to him about. I was like, dude, I've been trained through like my criminal activities throughout my life, not to say 
anything to cops. If they come, mm-hmm. you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Bro, that's the biggest, like, because you'd be surprised, man. People tell on themselves all the time. Yeah. You know, people will be like, oh, yeah, oh, you know, so this is what happened. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then they punched him. And he's, oh, like, oh, yeah. and he's like, Mickey Mouse and shit? Yeah, exactly. Bro. <laughs> the whole thing, bro. Like, bro, red pants that's crazy. Bro, with two buns. Bro. Yeah, yeah. And Wait, so this, wait, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. and then I'll be like, oh, well, how, how did you? You know, like punch him. Was it just like with one? And, oh yeah, it was like this. And it's like okay, so it's like, hey, did you just like really tell me? How you gave me everything I needed. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate your. Yeah, hurt, dude, bro. that's like the law, bro. Like, you smell like Cool Ranch. Burritos, the criminal bro. law is like I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like you get pulled over, I don't know what you mean, man. Dude, so it smells like marijuana here. I don't know what you're talking about. Sir, get out of the car. Okay, and you just get out of the car. Like, sir, what's going on over here? I don't know what you're talking about, bro. You know what I'm bro, saying? Listen, like, what do you like, bro, listen to the rest of this story because I'm curious about your opinion on this, bro. So basically, the resource officer and a the security, they had originally searched me and then they didn't find anything. So they like sent me to IS, but they didn't escort me to IS. They're just like, go to IS because I had been there mad times. Um, but like on the way for on the way to IS, and this is like, you know, maybe fifth period now or something like that. I went and got the L from the locker and I went and sat in IS and the guy who was like the teacher of IS was like super cool like with me because like I was in there all the time. Um, but what happened was right before the end of sixth period, I was about to get out of school and I had them on me. And uh, then he gets Mr. Tate. Well, this dude, this guy, the teacher, he um, had a radio, right? And he like, we all heard it. They heard, like, they heard on the radio that they were coming for me again. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the, the teacher brought me right outside the door of the IS and he was like, super cool. And he's like, bro, he's like, they're coming for you right now. And he's like, what did you do? And I was like, bro, I was like, I can't tell you like necessarily like what I did. And he's like, don't tell me. He's like, but like, do what you gotta do. So he turned around and he faced his back to me, right? And there was a bathroom right by the thing. So I went to the bathroom and I flushed it. I came back out and I and I said, I told him, he turned around, we went and sat back into IS. Like five minutes later, the officer and the security brought me out and they searched me again and um, they didn't find anything. But that guy let me do that at that moment and shit and i saw that guy like years later i was like bro i was like you know i was like you don't even realize you like saved my life dude yeah 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 school administrations you know they're able to handle a lot of misdemeanor stuff um especially that's a felony yeah 10 hits of acid that's that's yeah especially at that time in the 90s yeah and but the argument as well could be made is like you're gonna arrest uh how old were you like 16 17 year old kid for having like dope on him and stuff like that it's like i mean that that's kind of tough to be like hey let me just screw over this kid now don't get me wrong we have djj and everything that we go through but when it comes to stuff like that but even from my experience you know you could tell djj any crime and they would probably be like okay yeah just release them to their parents and we'll give them a court date what department of juvenile justice yeah my first my first actual charge was possession of amphetamine it was ecstasy and it was djj and uh they put me into teen court and then um i violated teen court a few times and then they were gonna um because i violated they were supposed to just send me to like this other um I don't know basically so, charge so me. your violation of teen court was that kind of like a 
pre-trial release agreement or was that like a like a violation of parole almost i don't really know i want to kind of say like violation of like parole probation basically kind parole of thing, is because... when you get let out of yeah prison. but uh, like you know like do you know what teen court is like do they still have teen court yeah yeah of course they have drug court teen court 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 yeah, yeah so basically i violated it and they were supposed to charge me for it instead of um charge me for the teen court and then like i was almost 18 and then um, kind of like nothing happened. And then when I turned 18, I got arrested for carrying concealed weapon, but it was just a dive knife. It was like a fishing knife. It was like a dumb story, um, but still carrying concealed oh, weapon. Like yeah, right, right articulation. I remember that story, dude. Oh my yeah, God. Chris was there for that one. Yeah, but- by- That's the sad reality of it too. It's, it's perception and articulation is really how things get done. It's like, if I can say, you know, that you, you were using it for self-defense, but it's like a knife to be a tool, depending on where you're at, where you're going. Bro, but you don't know what I did, Chris, bro. <laughs> and I wasn't there, so I can't speak on it. Bro, so what I did was the dumb, this is probably the dumbest thing I ever did around a cop. Listen, they pulled us over. They asked if there was anything in the car. By the way, there was ecstasy in the car that me and Chris ate as they were pulling us over. Um, but um, there was a knife, a dive knife right in my uh, center thing. And there was a fillet knife in the back seat. I forgot about the fillet knife. The uh, the cop asked me if there was anything in the car. I gave him the knife, and then they were like, "Okay." I was like, "Yeah, search the car, whatever." They pulled us like maybe 50, 60 yards away from the car, okay, to search us while the cop was searching my car. What I did was the dumbest. I don't even know how I survived this, but I remembered that the other knife was in the back seat and i was this was pure innocence i just wanted to show it to him before he found it i was like oh shit, i remember but i walked like 50 yards from where we were to the car with the cop in the front seat i went into the back seat and grabbed the knife and they were like yo chill 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 and then i was like bro and i like placed it down in the seat i was like bro i was like i just wanted you to see that like before like you found it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the one cop, the one cop was pretty cool. He was like, yo, you were honest, you were pretty cool. He's like, but you know, effectively like my sergeant is here and you basically walked up to the car and pulled a knife out on me. So he's like, this could be way worse for you. He's like, but I have to like give you like a charge now. You know, he's like, I wasn't going to give you for the first one. He's like, but like you like walk up to the car and grab a fucking knife. That shit was dumb. I didn't realize how dumb it was until they were, like after I did it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're threatening them. Like, well, the, the potential. I, bro, I was so innocent. I was just trying to be so honest in that moment. But yeah, I, I see it now. That was the, that was the day your dad was gonna was acting like he was gonna beat my bro. ass, bro. Bro, I was in. I was in, and that was the right. Seminole Police. So I was in the Seminole holding cell, um, rolling face for a few hours before they took me to Hollywood. Before they took me to County, rolling. I'm on three fucking rolls, bro. That shit was. Like one of the wackest nights in existence. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was like literally one of the That was, you know, like twenty years ago. That's a long time ago, man. Um, years ago. So we're gonna change the topic now. We're gonna talk about a little bit about um, some other things. Um, one of the things uh, that uh, that we wanted to talk about today is uh, living and staying positive in a world of negativity. Um, and how, and how you can do that and, and ways you can actually do that. And cause even like, as we talk right now about law enforcement and our experience with that, um, how you process that as a, as a, as a youth into, into adolescence and, 
and into adulthood and how you kind of like deal with these things and 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 really and really make them to where you yourself can maintain a certain level of positivity um when you're surrounded by negativity and, and, and with people that are negative in general and the energy they give off and how you process that energy um you know for myself as far as you know dealing with those kinds of things i felt like it was more of like a process i felt like for me um as i aged i kind of realized that everybody kind of has their own thing going on and for me to pass judgment on people uh scenarios or even things um as negative immediately um was only you know furthering my own experience into an, into the negative kind of kind of place into the negative avenues um so learning I mean, to disassociate with the negativity and kind of see it from a third person's view so here, so here's the thing they talk about this in um yoga and the there's a difference between a negative charge and you saying that something is negative there's a subjective opinion where i could say based upon this negative charge you subjectively think it's a positive thing and i subjectively think it's a negative thing but that's subjective when you like, talk about actual yeah you know and when you talk about actual positive and negative charges as they exist in the universe and this is you know the light and the dark but it's really positive and negative charge so what happens is you have the capability to flip any thought at any time from either a negative to a positive or a positive to a negative um just by your choice changing your perspective and commanding of it so uh once you start to practice this they call it in meditation pratipaksha bhavanam but even fighters use it where they think they're good. yeah and even Somebody fighters like yeah. You know? yeah 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 babaji babaji <laughs> But yeah, so basically what happens is like if a fighter thinks he's going to lose a fight, he just flips it in his head and imagines himself winning a fight. So the more you do this in any scenario, flipping things from negative to positive and positive yeah, yeah. to negative, the more you realize that you are actually in control of that. It's not like situational or circumstantial. Yeah. And I was just telling Chris, I I think it was yesterday, like we were at the gym and he's like, "Man, going to be like heavy and I was like, "Well, with that mentality, you're not going to hit the set." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it, it definitely gives off a different vibe, you know, because if you just stay yeah. with the negativity, like I mean, staying positive in my job is harder than being negative. You know, it's like you see the 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 horrors of like 911 calls and you're like, yeah. "Bro, like that's going to live with me." There's been some calls where I'm like, "Oh, I still remember that." You know, you, gotta, you know, you've only doing it, been doing it for a year, but yeah, you got to like compartmentalize like those and, emotions. And there's been scenarios where even officers have said you've dealt with, you know, dead people who have been deader longer than so what some people have seen in this department and they've been here for at least 5 years, you know. Yeah. So my brother's it, battalion chief of Sunrise is not a, he's a firefighter, not a cop. Um but yeah, bro, he tells me he's seen Shit, it's right. pretty bad but yeah, pretty bad. chris chris has helped me with a lot of that in in uh recent times and so like whenever there's always like a damn bro this this sucks you know mad donkey bro yeah. you know i'm like all right 
like sit back think about some good vibes like you know think about you know the good things you're about to do get good at being happy get good at being happy yeah and and it's 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 harder to be happy it's It's a choice to be happy or sad right harder yeah you you choose you choose you choose it's 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 in my opinion it's it's a complete choice on whether you decide that you're going to have a terrible day or yep. a good one. You are in control of your own emotions. Yeah. You know? So, so that's and your emotions are powerful. They lead to creation. So you got to be careful with with them and make sure you're in control of them. Yeah. And 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 that leads on to my next concept. Um, I, you know, if Chris is cool with us mm. talking about it, it's kind of the, like the black box theory, right? Kind of like that. Hey, you know, you, you're going through stuff and you don't talk about it. You know, it's it's good to talk about it. Uh, my profession again. Uh, we we live off of this kind of like it's very taboo to like talk about your. So feelings. what's the black box theory? So the black box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So the black box theory is this concept where uh, there's a box, right? And it could be any color you want, but the the concept is dark and you know it's horrible, you know. Yeah. So every single bad thing that you endure. That's yeah. like, dude, you're traumatized or you're going through stuff or, you know, you have things in your life that are just effing with you. You unlock the box, you put that memory in there, you lock the box and you put it away and you're like, all right, I won't talk about it. I'm just going to, you know, like try to be like, you know, Matt Herbs and, you know, not vibe, out, yeah. vibe out, you know, disassociate with disassociate it. with it. Exactly. And so that that builds up after a while and eventually you can't put anything into that box and that's why there's a lot of suicide sadly in my profession and you know in the finance field also there's a lot of like emotional stuff going on too um and i feel like yeah that's common know, that's yeah, common in your, in your line of work man you guys yeah. get messed up mentally because, because it's like a ha- military it's ha- yeah and military as well and it's the same concept with the black box theory it's ta- it's considered taboo to talk about some stuff and that's changing right now which is always like phenomenal uh, and, so, and the, so, so explain to me what you think, why you think, what what you what, what what you deal with as far as like how how do you handle this theory and like what does this theory how does what does this theory mean to you and what what do you what do you do uh, when processing this this idea of of taking negativity that you've experienced throughout your life and and locking it away and disassociating with yeah so you know it's a lot of the stuff for example just what I see at work or just the stuff that like you know. Say like someone gets bullied at school, yeah. right? Everyone's been bullied before, bro. They got their booty handed to them once, you know, in a fight, you know, and, and they feel like, man, like no one likes me, bro. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to vibe out, you know, and then it eventually builds up and builds up and builds up and, you know, the bottle breaks, you know, if you, if you may. You can't not deal with it. You're just putting it away to deal with later and it comes exactly, out in a different form. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so... And so, with that being said, is that it's it's always good to talk about stuff. And well, you got to, well, in my opinion, you got to deal with something that's negative. You got to process it, understand it, and let it go. Yeah. So that's how you do it. You got to let it like, go healthily. Yeah. Yes. You got to like healthily let these things go. You can't dwell on them. They can't be something that base. You can't base your your future decisions off of past experiences mm-hmm. that are negative. You have to constantly open yourself up to being positive and brand new 
with your life. And the only way you can do that is by processing these things that are negative, that, that, that have impacted you so heavily negatively. And coming to terms with yeah, it. Yeah, coming to terms with it, 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 dealing with it, processing it, and letting it go uh, back to the wild, I guess you could say. Just letting yeah. it back back into the, you know, like a bird almost, like letting it fly away. Because yeah. if you sit there and you... And you if you sit there and you if you sit there and you and you sit on them, um, they'll they'll just end up continuously piling up, and then before you know, it, you've got on your back, you know, tons of negative experiences. Because everybody has different experiences that affect them differently. Somebody could get, you know, there's cringy things that you like you you experience when you're a kid. You know, like you know, like well, the first time you farted in class and everyone caught you. You know, you're like, oh, bro. and that's like cringy and it like messes with you. Smell like, trails, bro. Yeah, it's it, like, it, it, bro. That was such a random, hilarious example. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you could be, you could be, you could do something like that. It could like literally emotionally traumatize you if you got if you got bullied for it afterwards, or or something like that. So everybody's experiences affect them differently at different yeah. levels. Yeah. So you have to understand that everybody's got their own stuff they're going through, and then and they all process it at different times. But the point is, is that if you don't process that, let it go, and 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 move forward, you're never gonna be able to sit in a class again without exactly. thinking, oh my gosh, I might fart, this is all yeah. going to be ruined, and my life is freaking, yep. you know, and you're all and, tense, worried about farting, yeah. because you did that, you know what I'm saying? And, and that happens all the time, like, you'll have a bad call, yeah. you're like, dude, that was horrible, bro, like, I, that was the worst experience I've ever had with that type of call. Alright, well, I'm getting a theft call, I need to go to that, and I need to, like, reset my brain on it. It's like, wait, what, bro, did you just, like, it's like, yeah, you have to come to terms with what happened, you can't change the past. You know, and that's what you told me. To to dwell on the past is something you can't change. Yeah. To think about the pu- the future gives you anxiety. Yeah. Worry about now, which yeah. will eventually lead Be into present. the future. It's called being and present. being present yeah. is what's important. Yeah. So, and that goes back to the theory of letting stuff go. You know, so that that's helped me personally, like emotionally, from like a lot of stuff, and it continues to help me uh, every day. So. Yeah. Big vibe. Yeah, it's a practice, bro. Like, you know, you got to pay constant attention to it and work on it like every day for years and you get better at it. Or if you don't pay attention to it, then you tend to fall into it. Yeah, boba tea. Boba tea. <laughs> boba tea. <laughs> like, like with the little bubble thing. <laughs> boba tea is the shit, bro. You get the, you get the yam warm with the black it. tapioca, bro. Boba, boba's pretty good, dude. I, it's a pretty Is it like tapioca? Yeah, it's flavor? like it's like no, well, they're not all they're the flavor. There's two different kinds of boba. There's the tapioca pearls, and then there's the one that is like filled with like it pops open, filled with like fruit juice. Yes, I've, I've had I've had no, bro. Tapioca. There's different kinds, but those are like really. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's actually really good. There's like, the tea, bro. the milk tea ones and stuff. Yeah, those are milk good. tea, bro. Um, so weird question, hypothetical question for everyone on the podcast today, and you guys can ask yourselves this at home when you're listening. If you could be an animal, what animal would you be? Fuck, man. All right, you guys go first. Give me one second. No, 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 bro. You can't do me like that. <laughs> Sean, you got to go first. No. I'm going to sit there and say, if I could be an animal and I had to. I want you to, you should, you should stand there and say. Yes, I want to stand here and say that if I could be an animal. I think that it would probably be really, 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 really cool to be either a like a fish of some kind to live in the ocean. Maybe, maybe like a like a marlin or something to be in the ocean would be cool because you could you get you get to be able to like 
see what the ocean like being in the ocean all the time would be like and 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 how that atmosphere is and i love water um the other animal i would probably i'm i'm, I'm gonna pick two because i'm cheating because i want to pick three bro you're gonna pick three all right so i'm gonna pick three so if i could be so in the water i would be like a marlin it's fast strong like super awesome like apex like freaking creature yeah. or in this if i could be a bird i'd be an eagle yeah because i'd like to be able to like fly really high and like look down and see everything and fly around and 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 like land on mountain peaks and like you know what i mean yeah and, like, just smell just the experience of being that high up like free just, just by to yourself. be free yeah yeah dude, that's freedom is the flight um and then i would say probably if i was a land creature i've always liked cheetahs i don't know why but i think cheetah a cheetah is a really cool animal yeah it's like really fast it's like an apex predator and it's like doesn't have anything that hunts it really you know what i mean because it's mm-hmm. too fast to catch and it's it's got like this super ability to run fast which i think is kind of cool and i've always like kind of thought that cheetahs were really cool that's if I was in the ocean, bro, I'd be an orca and I'd roll out eating marlins. If I was, <laughs> um, no, if I was a bird, I would definitely be an eagle for sure. Yeah, eagles. Or at this particular moment, I'd be my cat and see what it would be like to live with my crazy ass. Yeah, bro. Yeah, being able to yeah, that would be cool too. If I could be my own pet, yeah, and see myself. You would just be fed, bro. It's like it's like being a kid again. So 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 I'm gonna like branch off of that. I'm gonna give like kind of like three different, um, if you may, like geographical like animals, you know, like land, sea, and air. So I would actually choose a wolf. Right. Oh, because Ooh, yeah, you're a police officer. You're like, no, no, so, so I mean, it kind of goes back to the whole concept of like you know, being your animals, right? Um, like Shiba. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I just like the concept of like it's teamwork and everything, like with pack, your pack, pack, you know, like yeah. so and and just being prosperous like that. Um, I'm I'm gonna kind of copy you. And go like eagle hawk. Yeah, you know? that's so fire. Because, I'm sorry because it's you know it's I've seen an eagle like I've dealt with an injured uh, uh bald eagle before, and those things are like packing bro muscle, bro. Those things are like dinosaurs, bro. Yeah, and they have, yeah. I've seen one with like a six foot wingspan, you know. And I'm like, bro, this thing. And it, and I was like, where's this bald head? Like you know, like and they're like, oh, it's not fully mature yet. I'm like. Oh, cause I had like the brown, uh, the brown bro. feathers, the, the yeah, brown and white. Yeah, bro, and I was like um, big brain kind of things, bro. And so, um, for I'm I'm gonna throw a little wrench in here, right? You know, if I could be any animal, but not right now, I'd say like an ocean dinosaur, bro. An because, ocean dinosaur. Uh, ocean dinosaur, bro. <laughs> no, because uh, please, you're sorry. Super mad abstract, bro. But just like to like look at like a past like and like see like all because it's all new things and everything you know, you know, like, like, like one of like 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 a, like a the giant Loch, like a Loch Ness monster oh my type God. Shit, bro. <laughs> like straight vibing in England with like British accent type shit you know yeah. you, you know what I you, I don't uh, you think, know I don't even think that Loch Ness is even in England but we'll go with that, that's you know? I, I would definitely also be the 12th benevolent elephant you would be the 12th one it would be like albino 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, so now that we've talked about, uh, you know, what kind of animal you'd be, what do you think uh, you were? Okay. So here's a, here's a good question. Here's another hypothetical. Where do you want to be in 10 years from now? Sean, I'll let you go first. Um, I mean, in 10 years, I'll definitely be out of this country, debt-free, chilling, um, be much more mobile. I'm not sure exactly which country I'll be in and um, still be unvaccinated. Hilarious. Unvaccinated. <laughs> That's like a thing that you care about. Bro. That's so funny <laughs> yeah. that he said that. Okay. Oh, God. So where I would be at in 10 years, um, obviously, like, I'm still paying off my car. I'm doing a lot of stuff to my car. So by the time that, like, you know, 10 years passes, I'm probably going to have a possibly street illegal car. Um, but, you know, I'll find a way to make it legal. Um, I'm going to have my own house. Uh, I've been trying to get that for the last, like, uh, I'd say year. Obviously, this is not a good time to buy a house. Because for some reason, everyone decided um, that uh, inflation was... Yeah, bro, I know, right? And so, uh, I expect to have, like, a family, you know, a husband, um, and just vibe out, man. And, you know, maybe get promoted to, you know, motor unit, which is where I want to do. So, just basically, in the next 10 years, bro, I'm going to be big chilling, bro. Yeah, for sure. Big, big chilling. Big chilling. Like, humongous, bro, Huge, 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 huge. Me personally, I honestly, I want to be able to, um, I want to be a business owner. I want to honest, that's honestly homeowner, business owner, uh, father, husband, um, and have, have my life, uh, with a structured stability. Um, a lot of that has to come, probably comes from, you know, wanting that as, as a general thing in life, just having the stability and structure of some and discipline and self-discipline in order to, 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 to be in, in further control of my, not only human experience, but the experience of the family that I create and create a legacy for myself and for my family and for my wife and for my kids. That's, That's super, precious, bro. That's Damn. Deep, yeah. Bro. yeah. Like, like. Outside of that, uh, we're going to go into um, something about uh, as far as so Sean, Sean actually brought this topic up. This was a good topic for us to talk about um, enlightenment versus awareness, being aware of yourself and your presence here versus your enlightenment. Can I can I start off with yeah, that? Yeah. So I feel like being uh, you said awareness. Yes. So I feel like awareness is in the presence. You know, to be aware of of where you are, what you're doing, of of how you're doing it, that's kind of like the way uh, the awareness, right? It's kind of present. I would say enlightenment is also, you know, it happens in the present, but it gives off more vibes and and deeper meaning in the future. Yes. So that's kind of like so my vibe. Your, what about that's awareness? Oh. But what about enlightenment versus enlightenment? What's enlightenment? No, that's that's what I thought is enlightenment. It's like 
being aware of what you're doing is kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm either fixing it right now in the present, you know, or, you know, I'm working on something but in the present. But we're talking about the, 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 the it versus awareness. Like, what, there's a difference between the two. Yeah, I feel like enlightenment is more of a future, you know, a future benefit. And awareness is more of a present benefit. Mm. For me, enlightenment is uh, being in tune with oneself awareness is being in tune with one's surroundings Ooh. Chris is dropping knowledge bro with a K at the bottom where's the pen one you need you know what I mean what about you Sean um yeah awareness is the present moment it's also self-awareness being aware that you're not your ego um and as far as enlightenment I mean for I, I've done a lot of spiritual activities, let's just say. And I don't know if I've ever actually met somebody who was enlightened. Um, enlightened means you're liberated, meaning like you're no longer acting from a place of ego. You're acting from the state of spirit, having knowledge and understanding of the true self. And that means your soul is liberated in this lifetime and that you won't be reincarnated. Uh, that's what Hinduism says anyway. Um, so I know people that are aware, but once you're enlightened, you're just fully, fully 100% present and acting uh, and being um, with ethics and morals and all these different things. So it's like a liberated soul. It's called a Jiva Mukti. Um, is like an enlightened individual, and I don't know if I've ever met anyone. And I think Shiba, that Shiba, if, I, if I ever did, if I ever did meet somebody enlightened, they probably, I probably saw them, but they probably weren't talking very much. Ooh. So, so you're, so you're, you're, you're trying to make it comprehensive, Sean. Your, your, your idea of enlightenment is. Um, a liberated soul still living out the rest of its human lifetime. And versus what awareness is. Awareness is self. Well, it could be different levels, but presence or self-awareness. Which is the same thing, though. You're just saying presence? two the same thing. No, I'm not. Presence? I feel like presence? you're saying the same thing. Presence is being present in the present moment. Self-awareness is being aware that you are a spirit with a mind and a body, not the other way around. Enlightenment is when your soul in this lifetime um, has freed itself. There you go. Kid him up. Yes. That's it. There you go. That's it. Um, yeah. So, um, so you want to know what the dictionary says? What? Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see what the dictionary says. I, actually, I, I, I love the dictionary. <laughs> that's actually like a dumb fucking definition. It says the action of enlightening or the state of being enlightened. That's like a definition. A European intellectual movement of the late 17th and 18th century emphasizing reason and individualism rather than tradition. It was heavily influenced by 17th century philosophers such as Descartes, Locke, Newton, and its prominent exponents include Kant, Goethe, Voltaire, Rousseau, and Adam Smith. 
big that doesn't really answer the question, I don't think. No, I don't so, think it does. I, now look up I, awareness. I, look up awareness. What is the simple definition of enlightenment? Yeah. Um, the state of having knowledge or understanding. The act of giving someone knowledge or understanding. But yeah, it keeps referencing to the 17th and 18th century. Uh, so what? I, so the conclu the conclusion that I've come to with doing a minimal amount of research is that Google doesn't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's like Google doesn't know. No, uh, it's just giving a general. Bro, well, go onto your Google general. Maps and try to get direct. Go onto your Google Maps and try to get directions to enlightenment. Oh my gosh. Like, no, don't do it. It's not going to be anywhere you can go. Enlightenment directions. I bet you no, there's a up, state. I bet up, you there's Sean. a city somewhere in the States that's called Enlightenment or something. Sean, look up awareness now. Um, I mean, is there a difference between awareness and self awareness? Uh, no, just awareness. I feel like the general thing of enlightenment is just to be insightful you know not like not like bad insightful but like to have insight, insight. right um and just it's, saying, it's basically it's, saying to have a knowledge uh beyond beyond the, the uh, beyond says knowledge or perception of a situation or fact boom cheeks Ooh. Uh, these are both this is actually yeah, kind of like yeah. thought-provoking this yeah. whole thing yeah dude i still think like enlightenment is like knowing yourself internally and awareness is like knowing your surroundings i feel like that's the way i would break those two down yeah you know what i'm saying like because then because your your enlightenment is like you and your and yourself and your work on yourself and your self work and your and your shadow work and things of that nature and then your awareness is like your, your what are the two oh here we go what are the two types of awareness uh three actually self-awareness is the, yeah. most, is the most known type of awareness. Social awareness is the ability to understand others, the relationships you have with them and the relationships they have with each other. And then organizational awareness. Organizational awareness? What's that? It doesn't elaborate. So what about, <laughs> so, so, so the argument can be made, what about situational awareness? Ooh. Ooh, what? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Situation. Yeah. I would say that that would probably fit into the organizational. I guess just presence. The more present you are, the more aware you are in everything you do. So yeah. nicotine, got it. Nicotine. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you more aware of your surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> Heightened uh, awareness. <laughs> well, guys, um, we're running long on this on this podcast. I want everyone to uh, go ahead and comment underneath the the uh, the podcast. Let us know what you guys think. We're going to have a brand new guest next week. Um, we're going to try to, um, from now on, be running these on Saturdays um, when Sean's free from his his his, uh, his teachings and I'm free from, from my my, uh, my, my employer's requirements for me to be there. Um, and we're going to have a fresh new guest. Uh, thank our guest, uh, uh, Officer. We'll bring, we'll bring stale guests <laughs> on. We'll, br we'll bring a stale guest on, too. Yes, yes, we are. Yes, and we're gonna have different guests, different outputs for the rest of uh, for the rest of the season. We for the rest of life. Yes, for the rest of life. We're hoping that we reach all four corners of the universe here with the remaining boa. Thank you guys so much for listening, and come back soon. We're gonna have to name those four corners. No, not yet.
Thanks for joining us here on Remaining Boa. Sean and I both very much appreciate the support. Remember to subscribe. And again, uh, we're only as important as our fans are. Thank you so much. And tune in next time for another episode 